Live from Bull Spit Brewing Company, it's the Monsterland Sasquatch Spit Release Party! Located in scenic Lancaster, Massachusetts, Lancaster, kind of like Lancaster, PA, that nobody cares or knows about. We're here to delve into the unexplained, like, is Bigfoot real? Are ghosts just a figment of our imaginations? And how many pints of Sasquatch spit will it take for your host to get shut off? Over under is at five. Hint, if you took the honor, you're gonna win. Starring your host from the new Travel Channel show, Expedition Bigfoot, it's Ronnie LeBlanc. And from the host of Percival Gallon Drilling Down on History, Maddie Blair. Yeah. Starring our guest Alexander Petikoff, Tony Orlando, and Don, the Ronnie LeBlanc dancers, Charo. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Let's go! Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland Podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts from Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot, author-researcher Ronnie LeBlanc, and from History's The Curse of Oak Island Drilling Down, actor-host Maddie Blake. You might have heard the capacity crowd that once again, Ronald, you and I <laughs> oh, garnered through one of our live events. This Crazy. one, Bull Spit Brewery. That was a sound from the event, the Sasquatch Spit beer release. Uh, what a crowd, what that a night fun. that was. That was fun. And uh, that was the, cr- the cold open, obviously, from that night. We had a <clears> blast. Uh, we interviewed a fellow named Alexander Petikoff, who I was so impressed with. And I just, I, it, we could have used the audio from that interview from right. that night, but as you can hear, it's loud. There are people cheering. And I was like, you know what? I like to do that as like a special event, not so much like right. a right. So let's get him in here. And guess what? Here he is. He's in studio. I think this is What's our up, Alex? first embedded guest ever who's just sitting so. in for the interview. That's yeah. Alexander. You're in rarefied air. Awesome. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Good, brother. You, you could even be called a, uh, a third sidekick. Yes. All right, sounds good. I got the uh, the Sasquatch spit I'm drinking that right All now. Right. So how many will it take for me to go down? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> to go down on who? Um, oh, speaking of which, producer Dave is here. Uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> I have nothing to add to the shenanigans already He's in like, progress. Oh, shit. I don't know. Alexander uh, Petikoff is a filmmaker, documentarian, uh, photographer, outdoorsman, cryptozoological researcher, uh, and just an all probably the most interesting man in the world. Yes. And I would, like I said, Ronnie, you had spoken to him several times. I have never sat with and talked with him. Mm. I was so impressed with him. He knows uh, the shit. Oh my gosh. So we're going to get into that with you. We're going to play a little Factor Falcon with you. Bigfoot edition. We oh, have sweet. new Huge. video that I just found out in the pre-show that you guys haven't seen yet. So it's like a right? surprise for both of us. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. This, this video. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Once again, I'll probably end up looking like a, like a fool when this is when we find out like right after the show, like oh, this is debunked a month ago. You know <laughs> that always happens to me. But regardless, as I've said before about these things, even if it's faked, it is so it's good. Good. It's it's like going to it's like a mini movie. You know what I mean? It's like entertainment. It's so good. And these people executed it brilliantly. Whoever oh, these man. people were. So we'll factor Falcon that. Um, we got a little Contro Ropo. Oh God. But let's start things off, since our guest is here, I want to get right into it. Let's start things off as we always do. The Ronnie Report. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ronnie, what's up in the Ronnie report tonight? Oh, there's a bunch of shit. Let me, okay. Let's let's dive in, shall we? New tagline. <laughs> Who it is? Did you uh, hear about North Carolina? There was a uh, a hole punched into the clouds. Oh. And uh, people, you know, this captured some of these photos throughout the years of different areas, and it looks like the shape of a flying saucer. So mm. they put it up. Uh, someone submitted it. They were driving through. They took a picture of it, and they sent it to the uh, the local news station there, TV station WBTV. And uh, so it's an image of this hole in the sky, clouds all around it. Almost like a donut-shaped perfect yeah, circle. perfect surf- circle. And, uh, you know, when you look at it, it just, again, I'm thinking flying saucer, right? Uh, so people started making comments. Aliens. Yep. You know, this is the Starship yep. Enterprise. Well, they get the meteorologist that comes out and explains what they are. And it's uh, basically he, he Googles it. Uh, and they're called hole punch clouds. But also uh, there's another name for them called fall streak. And they say that these are kind of created by uh, either a plane or a helicopter, which would change in ice crystals. Huh. Uh, so here's the, the uh, definition of what it is. But okay. it's created when supercooled water droplets turn to ice crystals after coming in contact with passing planes. That's their definition of how this happened or how these things are created. Now, quick question. Yes. Was there a UFO sighting in relation to this or is just no? No. P- hold just this. Okay, okay, okay. So this guy takes a picture, boom, and you think that's that, that's it, plane. Yeah, right. Well, Explainable. More no, people start. Gas. More people start. Exactly. So most <laughs> people start, you know, sending more pictures and a lady... Uh, by the name, let's see here, Kathy. Kathy Lynn Carlin of Collettsville, North Carolina, shared her photo asking social media uh, for an answer. What is this? And she was driving down um, NC 6490 on her way to Statesville, North Carolina. She's with her husband, and she tells the McClatchy News Group uh, she sees this formation. And they stop, and they watch it for 10 minutes. So here's the crazy thing. They're explaining it as a plane. She said they saw this thing for 10 minutes start to expand, and there was a swirling energy in the center of it, ha. almost like this tornado kind of thing happening. Wow. Um, but again, no, no plane, no helicopter creating it. What is this? Just like ball lightning and some of these other things, we don't really have a definitive answer to what they are, but a simple meteorologist saying, oh, that's what it is, boom, let's move on. A little so too I, easy. Pretty interesting. Okay, new game. New game on the show. Another benchmark for David. Just popped into my mind. Oh, God. Okay, uh, I'll do the imaging for now until we get Mike <laughs> New to do it. Uh, and now it's time. This literally just popped into my mind when doing this story. Right? That's why I'm scared. And now it's time for everyone's favorite game, Para Recall. <laughs> in this game, uh, someone makes reference to a paranormal event or a possible paranormal event, and it calls to mind another one. So, Ronnie, mm. I'm going to test your para-recall. Okay. <laughs> That's why I get paid the big bucks, David. <laughs> <laughs> para-recall, the worst of the Schwarzenegger movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> you blabbed, Quaid. You blabbed about Mars. <laughs> I just didn't do it. Do it, do it. You know what's the worst line? Did I do this on the podcast before? The worst line in Total Recall might be the worst line oh. in movie history. David, do you remember me doing this? Sometimes I, I, I repeat do. myself. I yeah. yeah. Sharon the Stone, thing. they're on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, uh, and he's like, these guys tried to kill me, but I killed them. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wrote that in a screenplay. I screen killed them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, para recall, Ronald. 
All right. I heard he improv that line. That's why he's such a <laughs> yeah, master. You're yeah. kidding. You're kidding. Um, Perry calls. Alexander, you can play as well. I think Alexander was even kind of nodding like he was thinking of this. Perry recall. In what other famous, well, this was a specific UFO incident, allegedly. Was there a donut-shaped perfect circle in the clouds reported immediately after the event, Ronald. Chicago O'Hare. O'Hare Airport. Airport. Yes, Ronald has won the first ever. Right, and so there's a right. right. There's an example of a UFO creating that circle in the clouds, and everyone watched this thing. Yes. American Airlines, I think it was, go freaking right through the clouds. For those who don't know, uh, O'Hare Airport, pretty big na- international airport in Chicago. O'Hare, a very uh, well researched and credible UFO sighting where this UFO supposedly just went straight up off the tarmac right through the clouds and a bunch of people saw it. Amazing. So awesome. Good call on that one. I got to write that down. Para, what did I say? Para, para recall. recall. <laughs> we got to put that uh, para recall. Okay. There's another one to put in your uh, list there, David. Put that in your thing and smoke it. Sure. On it, sir. <laughs> Why am I attacking you? So there is also yeah. an interesting, this what, three days ago, I think it was, um, a hunter captured what sounds like what possibly could be a Bigfoot howl up in Canada. Ooh, more Bigfoot. Uh, and so we have some sound from that where we can All listen right. and hear about that, and we'll then we'll talk about the scenario. Good thing we have Alexander here, too. He... Holy shit. <coughs> that's a little kid. That's a baby. Wait a second. That's actual sound of me in Ohio. I think. <laughs> Oh, no, that's a baby. Man. Wow. Okay, Alexander, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, somebody (laughs) sent me this. (laughs) (laughs) It's my inner monologue there. Uh, what's you, your initial thoughts? Yeah, what's your initial thoughts? I, I just think the volume of it just speaks about the volume. I mean, right. it's just unbelievable the lung capacity of whatever this thing is. I mean, I, I was reading that somebody said it could have been a wolf or a lynx, something right. along those lines, right. or a bear. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the sustained kind of sound on that. No, this guy isn't close, as you can hear. Yeah. So mean, this is this is what's amazing. This guy's uh, Gino Mikas. He's out uh, grouse hunting with his wife and his grandson, and he's in the forest of northwestern Ontario. This shit is just repeating over and over again. So, good lord! Initially, I'm thinking, is this you know uh, they're just doing a bigfoot you know blast and they're out there bigfooting? You know, we're, Alex and I were talking about that a little bit before that maybe you know ten years ago you didn't have to worry about that as much as you do now, where people are out there actively looking. But this guy Gino, um, his age, I think he's like sixty something, but he's been hunting since he was twelve. He knows all the That's animals the in thing. the woods. The he like knows. It, it, Alexander, you spend a lot of time out, outdoors. You're an outdoorsman. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, what could that be? Could it be a wolf? I mean, it's it's possible. I just think that the... the like I said, the volume of this thing, it just speaks to some sort of incredible lung capacity. And that's something that's been reported with Bigfoot vocalizations or howls yeah, that yeah. people have recorded. And uh, to kind of talk about Ronnie's point, the possibility of it maybe being a Bigfoot group, like a research group doing call blasting, right. which mm. is a technique that's been used uh, for a while. I mean, uh, 
depends what part of Ontario is this really in the middle of nowhere, which so, it seems like. Yeah, this. And what is, are the chances? Let's see. So this is in the Canadian wilderness, um, northwestern Ontario, more than fifty kilometers from the closest town. So they're really out in the woods. Yeah. Oof. And and he says, I've heard many different animals in the wild, but nothing like this. I grew yeah. up hunting with my grandfather for the you know first twelve years of my life. Um, the howls initially came from the distance, but soon they appeared to move much closer, like it was making its way. So they're like, we could hear it moving, and it sounded kind of heavy, Mika's told CTV News. But my wife, she got scared, picked up our grandson, and started walking fast towards the vehicle. So they they retreated. Um, And just just for shits and giggles, I had had, uh, Davey pull up um, uh, the sound of a wolf, and a grizzly oh, bear. smart. Now, a grizzly bear, you're not going to find them on the northeastern side of, um, you know, Canada and, and, right. and North America. But I just figured it's something that it's loud enough that it still doesn't seem to kind of um, Right. Well, match. I mean, let, let's be honest. Those would be the only two. Based on the noise you just played for me, those would really be the only two real suspects, right. I think. You right. Know? So, let, all right. Let's so hear let's a grizzly just hear a Keep in mind what you just heard, and now listen to this. And we'll play that again, too. Okay, great. Oh. Much less of a howl. That's pretty close, too. Close. Yeah. So let's hear let's hear a wolf just for okay, yeah, yeah, real quick, and then yeah. and then we'll go back. And I, I've got another comparison. Yeah. Okay, oh, great, perfect. Here's the wolf or wolves. So now let's just hear that one again with the strange noise and, and yeah. then... <laughs> right? Crazy. I mean, I'll tell you what it sa- it sounds like a combination of the two, right? You know, like a wolf bear. You know, as, as soon people? as I heard that, it reminded me of a supposed <laughs> Bigfoot call actually from New Hampshire from oh. seven years ago. Oh. I can just play the audio on my we got, phone. We got Bluetooth, baby. Blue- yeah, log on. Well, does that work? Perfect. That's insane. That's New Hampshire. Now, could that be the same call, kind of call blasted in Maine? You know, like, or very similar, you know? Wicked close. That was uh, Conway, New Hampshire, 2011. That's what it says on the video. I remember hearing that back in the day. First thing when I heard that, it sounded very similar to that, so... Like you, it could have been the same one, but this yeah. one, I think it's you can only hear it three times throughout the whole sure. recording. Yeah. You've got the the bugs and the, right. the summer bugs in the recording, so unless they clean that up, yeah, wow. it's like the the wolf is such a clear howl wolf to me, yeah. and then it's the bear is such a clear bear. And how many times have you heard quick. a wolf howl? I mean, everyone's heard that, right? Right. And you know what? They, That's you, like you, a mournful, almost human, almost paranormal sounding horror scream. But you hit it on the head. You like you said. It sounds like a combination of both. And yeah. that's what a lot of people talk about. It's like they say they, they get, you know, screamed at. It sounds like a gorilla and a lion or, you know, this yeah, combination that yeah. just shakes your chest, yeah. your whole body. And that My sounds God. like that, too. If I may. Pretty, pretty David, amazing. Bruce or David, if yes. I may, what the hell do I know? I'm just producing here. But sure. I we have Alexander, a um, 
uh, filmmaker here because mm. it reminded me, this will come around, but it reminded me of the scene in American Werewolf in London <sighs> where the, the two protagonists are, hear the, the sound of what we later learn is the werewolf. And it is the most sort of, <clears throat> it reminded me, the, what we were just listening to, it, it's like a desperate guttural S. sound yeah it, it, it's it, it it's different than just like the meanest dog barking or the meanest bear growling yeah. it, there's something it's and a so, wailing it's almost like something it. died right it's yes. screaming like, yeah so if you'll indulge me <gasps> did you hear that i heard that what was it a coyote there aren't any coyotes in england <laughs> the hound of the baskervilles Pickles, Bill. Heathcliff. Heathcliff didn't howl. No, but he was on the moors. <laughs> it's a full moon. Beware, Beware the moon. moon. And stick to the road. Oops. Wow. That's that exactly what they wow. sound like. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Slaughtered lambs. So, David Naughton? Is that, yeah. is that his, was that his name? David Naughton? Yeah. Do you remember? Not, whatever happened Not to him? Not in any more movies. He had, he had Probably the scariest. <laughs> nice, nice Ronnie <laughs> from downtown. Not in any more movies. He was great. Uh, he had a hit single. Oh, called... I know it. Oh, hold on. You know I always come up Shut with these. Up. You know I always come up with these. I believe in you. It, 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 it's almost like staying alive. He had a hit single. Oh. Make it it. Make it it. You got right? it, man. Wow! Holy fire. shit! <laughs> it was terrible. Making it. Uh-uh. Making it. It's better when I do it. Trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, not so much. But. It's actually not that bad of a song. <laughs> do you think so? I mean, you know, it's a pop song yeah. from the 80s. Here we go, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Adam Sanders like, I went to college. What am I doing here? <laughs> I make films. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god um oh. and by the way were they were the, the the parents were grouse hunting the couple's grouse, grouse hunting hey that's what, what you do what is grouse hunt, hunting what is that a grouse it's like a like a little bird yeah it's like a, like right. a partridge roughed grouse why yeah. would they, why are they hunting it because it's delicious you eat the grouse well yeah is it's that a true? scary bird though they make this sound like a like a pounding sound so there's been a couple times out in the woods I'll be walking and a rough grouse will just jump off the trail and it sounds like a sasquatch is banging oh my oh, wow. and then you see this little bird and it just looks like a little chicken kind of thing that's just <gasps> standing there how many mistaken Bigfoot encounters sure. might be I'd grouse not. birds you're willing to bet up more than a few owls at night people you know whistling all that stuff question yeah. uh, follow up do you think that couple ever uses the term grouse hunting as a euphemism for making love <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> honey Let's go grouse hunting. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, listen, mm -hmm. I want to play with your yoke. <laughs> Remember that yell we heard in the forest when we was grouse hunting? I want you to make me. <laughs> All right. Um, so we got another yes. Bigfoot one here, oh, which God. this just came through okay. a couple of days ago, too. Okay. Let's see. Uh, November 15th, right? Two, three days ago. Uh -huh. uh, a man in Bainbridge Township, Ohio. Uh -huh 
reportedly fired two warning shots to frighten off a Bigfoot he thought was attempting to break into his home in the early morning hours of October 22nd. So, blasts his gun at 4.30 in the morning, and on October 22nd, police officers arrive, they question the guy, and uh, he's in his, I think he's uh, 60 years old, Um, he admits to firing warning shots at a seven-foot-tall Bigfoot creature. Oh, my God, wow. Or bear is what they hear. Uh, Who he said had tried to open his front door and get to his dogs. What they don't talk about in that original uh, article with that police blotter, which you kind of do a little bit more digging, it says that um, when they asked him, when the officer uh, talked to him and said, you know, that animal might have been a bear. And the man responded, it ain't no fucking bear because it. it was jiggling my doorknob. He also said the creature repeatedly returns to his home because his neighbors feed it bananas. Oh, my God. So mm. the, he says 8 o'clock at every night, this Bigfoot is coming to the neighborhood or coming to the house. Unbelievable. Pretty wild. And and, and, and Brain Bridge, Ohio, how far was that? From where I we checked. Were. I checked. I 100 miles. Okay, but still, the woods of Ohio. Yeah, a lot, a lot of woods in Ohio. And uh, Alexander, that that seems to fit in with the kind of gifting idea, right? Definitely. Feeding I mean, lots of people report having these things coming back to their property. They're feeding them whatever. I mean, people I know have had these kinds of experiences, and it's a little bit too close for comfort maybe at times. Right, right. There was actually just a guy I was telling Ronnie yeah. just yesterday. I was in uh, central Massachusetts visiting a guy who has had activity in his house, and he has uh, handprints just right on the side of the house with like mud, muddy yeah. prints. Yeah, he had a something. Uh, he found a print that he cast with a bunch of oysters. So something had taken oysters out of somebody's oh, trash, wow. was eating it, and kind of left it in this spot. And he actually got the impression there. He found the this pile. Is the, uh, this is in Central Mass. Yeah, this is the handprint. You can just kind of go and you'll oh, see wow. the other ones there. So it, it, you could see fingers there. I mean, that definitely. Yeah. Now you were saying also about this guy Goodness. that. He's seeing orbs in his house. He he feels like there is some kind of spiritual oh element to, to, to Bigfoot. Right? That, that's what he had said. Yeah, that's what he told me. Wow. So, you know, and that's something that kind of comes up. I've seen orbs. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have, even people that are more on the flesh and blood side. And I'm not saying that I'm either, you know, multidimensional right. or, or flesh and blood. I think uh, most of the behaviors that are reported, like 70, 80% of all sightings, maybe even 90 are behaviors that a biological creature would do. You know, you mm. see it running away or right. it's throwing rocks or it's, you know, kind of getting out of the area. Whereas a smaller percentage of sightings tend to be more fantastical, let's say, right. Right. involving <clears throat> bright lights or disappearances or even UFOs, something like that. So, and, uh, and you wonder how many of those actually report that stuff, right? right. So yeah, there's a bunch of them that, that too. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting. But in terms of just, uh, you know, what the guy was experiencing, yeah, he said that he has this stuff going on outside is in the woods near his house. He's got a bunch of cameras up and everything now, but uh, he's got multiple tracks and uh, these handprints on the sides, and yeah, it's it's interesting. So, so he hasn't seen one. Visual- oh, he's he's he, he has hasn't. visual settings, yeah, and na- the neighbors have as well. I believe there's a couple neighbors in the area who have kind of asked questions about, oh, you know, did you have something like this happen? You know, mm. kind of in a sort of yeah. way that would make it seem like they're not out there you know people are they don't talk to each other very much in these rural areas perhaps you know they, they're living houses apart sure. so isn't sure. it isn't it amazing though it's like sasquatch is like it's a suburban sasquatch like it's so close to people's homes and residences going through trash for food you know they're opportunistic kind of uh, eater yeah, like, and, and i think that's something perhaps people don't know a lot about massachusetts or new england is how much woods we actually have right now, i was reading stats that 
New England used to be about 30% forested after a lot of the agriculture started. They were cutting down all the forests. Now we're almost back up to 80%. Wow. So a lot of these neighborhoods are, you know, they're seemingly suburban neighborhoods, but they're surrounded by wetlands and Deep swamps. swamps yeah. Cedar swamps and forests mm. all around. You've got other animals moving through. Right. This I mean, game is food. Deer, big prey species, and uh, everything else. So why wouldn't another creature just utilize these corridors and kind of mm-hmm. move through the area? So, um, Ronnie, uh, is that the report? Anything else? You got one more? Uh, in there? there is one last one. This yeah. is from um, LiveScience.com, and the article is closest living relative to extinct Bigfoot found. You know, the Ronnie report. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, speculation. What is Bigfoot? Yeah. And there's theories out there that Gigantopithecus uh, theory and that um, – what they found, and we're, we're actually talking to Alex about this um, last week, and they have a few teeth, some molars, things like that mm-hmm. to go on, right. and then they created these, you know, creatures, uh, what they would look like based off like a tooth in a jaw and try to, you know, oh, match cool. that yeah, size. Yeah. But what they found is, you know, like bonobos and chimpanzees have a very close relationship to humans, and they're, what they've discovered is that based on doing some uh, testing with the, with the tooth, uh, they developed a clearer picture of the giant's animal's place in the primate family tree uh, using analysis of proteins in the tooth enamel, which dates back to nearly two million years ago. Mm. Uh, but they basically connected it to orangutans. Okay. Um, and again, this is just they're they're basically looking at the DNA and trying to find out what you know what is missing and what is kind of connected to this. So they're saying you know it's interesting, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's uh, Gigantopithecus is a super interesting story, if you know, about right. the kind of the origins and how I think originally some of the, the teeth were found in Chinese apothecary shops oh, in yeah, like yeah. the 1930s. So, you know, they're crushing like them almost up. Almost like these, freak show type of well, display. They're cru- they're, yeah, they're crushing them up as kind of dragon bones and they're right. using it for medicinal purposes. You know, in uh, Chinese medicine, they have all kinds of these powders and things that you ingest for various kind of health reasons. And they've started finding these huge teeth. You know, they looked like ape teeth, but they were. Three times the size of a human tooth, and I believe they found some jaw bones in caves in China. Mm, but that's right. Yeah, they said the porcupines mm. actually would eat those bones specifically, so that's why you couldn't find the the rest of the skeletal remains, which is amazing because it's the largest ape that ever existed. You know, yeah. lit- literally King Kong, and yet you have no fossil evidence. So I think yeah. that kind of is interesting when people always ask about where are the bones. You say, well, this thing you can't even find more than a right. couple little bones here and there. Indeed. So they estimate it to be about ten feet tall, weighing up to six hundred pounds. <laughs> so this, you know, based off that one tooth size, but wow, uh, pretty wild. Unbelievable performance by one of those things in Training Day, too. <laughs> Didn't he say King Kong's got nothing on me? That was a weak tie-in. That was a weak tie-in. Alexander Petikoff is a filmmaker. He's here in studio with us, photographer. Uh, he's got a new documentary out. Correct, Alexander? Now, when does this, as the kids say, drop? Probably 2020 in January. That's what I'm looking at tentatively now, just kind of tying in the last few things. You know, everything's on the editing uh, editing room floor, as they say, so... Uh, right into the new year. Early so. in the new year, you think? Yes, we're starting Ooh. out the new uh, the new decade. You know, the 2020s are around. What? So let's let's stir some controversy. Well, uh, let's listen to a little teaser, if we could, yeah. of our guest Alexander Petikov's new documentary. He was brown and gray, and had this long, thick tail. It was just it was amazing. I felt like I was blessed to see such a, an amazing creature. 
officially they, they are no longer here in the eastern United States. But of course, there are, there are many reports. Most situations come in with no physical evidence at all. It's simply what the person witnessed. Some situations come in with photographs or actual physical evidence of what they saw. That's where the, you saw the mountain lion jump right up right here, and he headed down that way and went back down nowhere on that side of the tracks. These are wild animals that can be very dangerous. Uh, and if they're in your neighborhood, the more they get used to people, the more dangerous this may become, and of course, the more sightings there will be. Right about here, there was a clump of hair that was about that big. They're very light, but you can still see some scratch marks here. Someone's been attacked, something happened and that's when I saw him. He was just covered with blood. Ooh. This winter, find out about one of New England's biggest mysteries. This scrape was found here in New Hampshire after a cougar sighting, and then this scrape was found out west, and this was definitely done by a mountain lion, but I really feel that these are very, very similar. The state is really doing the public a disservice. They should uh, admit they're here, give people some uh, information on how to deal with it if they should encounter one, because you cannot treat them as other animals. We should be letting the public make the decision on the basis of evidence as to whether or not we need to take any steps. Lions of the East, an Alexander Petikoff joint. <laughs> Dude, that looks awesome. That is that beautifully awesome. shot, first Thank of all. Yes, it's reaction, gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, this ain't uh, a woo-woo, you know, um, paranormal high you're saying that there are big cats in new hampshire and it's a fact and something should be done about it oh yeah all across new england i mean it's a straight biological matter of fact mm -hmm. and uh, it's actually a bit of a controversy there's a there's a conspiracy theory around it if you will why they, they shouldn't be here uh, well they're they're technically not supposed to be but you can't stop a wild animal so we've had examples of mountain lions from western populations where they used to be here but they're extinct or sure. extirpated that's the term and they've started moving east. Now, there's a debate whether or not they're a breeding population. Some people contend that they never went extinct in this part of the country. Mm -hmm. So you have actually a number of cases in the documentary as well where people have found provable DNA evidence that's been corroborated by labs in other parts of the country that have shown there was a male mountain lion that attacked a horse in Massachusetts and was found <sighs> in uh, scat samples were found in New Hampshire. Both of those have been kind of thrown under the rug by the authorities in Massachusetts and in New Hampshire. So it, it breeds distrust with the and public. It wasn't there wow. maybe three, four years ago, maybe even less than that. Uh, somebody hit one, a mountain lion in Connecticut. Yeah. They were, what, that's I, actually kind of what started this whole thing. That was in 2011. I yeah. went to school in Connecticut and I remember I was a freshman then. And that's when I heard about this story and I was like a mountain lion. And this was in, uh, you know, an hour from New York city, right. last place yes. you'd expect to have yeah. one, but it was hit on the, on a busy road and they found the body, and the DNA testing showed that it was from South Dakota, the Black Hills. It's genetic makeup, so it was from that area. And this last winter, I actually interviewed a police officer who saw that mountain lion a number of days before wow. that happened. Coincidentally, at an event in New Hampshire, 
he was like uh, into ghosts and stuff and he saw i had a poster for it, and he's like you know i saw the mountain lion that got killed in 2011 i'm like are you kidding that's me? amazing so i talked to him and you know police officer trained observer nobody believed him at first he said he's on patrol five miles from where this thing was killed and he sees a mountain lion cross the road. He's like, you know, I, I use my powers of observation. Yeah, I know what it was. He was the only one. He was vindicated a couple of days later when this thing turned up. But Otherwise, see, this is it a would perfect have been another story. example of someone that is a trained observer, yeah. someone that we should be going, okay, I, you know, I believe you. But yet people still go, no, you didn't see that. You didn't yeah. see this. You, right. This hunter didn't see. No, that right. wasn't a Bigfoot. That was a bear. Until it turns up dead. <laughs> so oh, what's wow. the thought, Alexander, of why? Okay. Could it be like a one-off, like, oh, a traveling circus came through and the mountain lion got out? Or, or is there a sus- suspicion that these things are breeding and in the woods? And, and follow-up, why wouldn't the government want the local mm. people to know about it? What's the conspiracy? Yeah, so firstly, I mean, I think it's, I don't know anyone who, in New England, who basically doesn't know anyone who hasn't seen a mountain lion. You hear these stories, I've been hearing them since I've been growing up, and that's what really kind of piqued my interest. I, I know a lot of people who think mountain lions are supposed to exist here. They don't even know that they're extinct in this right. part of the country. So that kind of is what I yeah, really started I, I to look into. Actually, I didn't. There, there was a that. there was a sighting of one in Lemister State Forest a few yeah. years back. Someone saw what looked a long tail big cat, and it was like, holy crap! Yeah, and there's only one thing in in North America that has that long tail. Bobcats right. don't have that. Lynx don't have that. It's a mountain lion. Now, of course, people will say, well, it's all just escaped pets. You know, there's been examples of mountain lions found with. Chilean or South American DNA, which would indicate that it was a transplant in some sort of a facility or, or exotic pet trade, whatever. Mm, right. But you have thousands of sightings. And I, I've found books that have <gasps> evidence of uh, sightings going back to the 1930s wow. when they were supposed to be extinct by, by the turn of the century. You know, they were hunted off in Vermont, New Hampshire. I think the last one killed in Maine was in the early 1900s. So mm. really not supposed to be there. Yet people are reporting to this day with increasing sightings up into the modern times as New England is regenerating the forest, as I said, yeah. 80% forested. Maine is, I think, the most forested state in the United States, closely followed by New Hampshire. Wow. Mountain lions are an apex predator, which means they're the top of the line. And with their absence, you have the species of moose and deer just taking, taking off because they're yeah. not. there's nothing to keep it in check. So if they're coming back, I mean, that's another story. But were there populations that never went extinct? And there are certain mm. researchers that that I've talked to that believe that, that say, no, there were certain isolated populations that survived, and now maybe they're interspersing with the Western cats that are moving out here, the lone males that are kind of establishing their their own groups. But it's it's a very contentious debate, but I think it goes to the point of, if this is such a big a debate about mountain lions, imagine about something like Bigfoot or right. another one of these cryptids. I think it's very interesting that this is... Uh, you know, the, the hill that some people die on, but it's very kind of mainstream. I mean, you can talk to anybody about mountain lions, whereas with Bigfoot, it's a little bit more controversial. Yeah, so That's right. Now, what do you think, like to Maddie's point, do you think what's the, the conspiracy is the fact that um, are they worried about people being harmed in the woods and that whole thing? Um, Panicking. Like tourism, you know, what what is, is that the main piece? Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. I think money is an issue. I mean, with government, money always tends to be an issue. And yeah. you're, when you're dealing with something like a black bear, which a lot of these communities deal with, I mean, up in the White Mountains, up in Maine, you have bears, they get too comfortable with people. They start eating people's trash. Right. They have to be terminated. Yeah. Mountain lions are totally different. They are the apex predator, like I said. They are not to be messed with. So it's something that can very easily outsmart basically even human mm. beings. Mm. So there's that issue, the panic. You wouldn't want people just running into the woods with guns and shooting anything that moves, thinking it's a mountain yeah. lion, trying right. to get a bounty. And tourism, definitely. But I think it's a variety of factors. And to be fair, you know, I've talked to New Hampshire fishing game people, Vermont game wardens. They're, they're in the documentary as well. 
I don't think their individual agents are to, to blame. You know, they're mm. kind of just sort of towing the line. They're saying, look, I mean, I can't tell you. You tell me I've seen a mountain lion. I'm not going to tell you, you you didn't see it. Do we, do we need a hunter to bag one, basically, in New Hampshire, take one take one down, like, here's a body, they're here? Because my biggest thing is, like, the, you know, deem species extinct. How? Like, mm. just because, you don't, yep. you know, you're from your computer, you're not even going in the woods. Like, you go into the woods. You know, it's but like, see, that's what they did in 2011 <clears throat> is when they said that the eastern cougar is, is extinct. Essentially, that subspecies of the mountain lions is no longer alive. Yet you still have these reports, and then in 2011, that's when the Connecticut cat was right. amazing, amazing coincidence. Uh, producer Dave just bagged an eastern cougar the other night. Maddie in the Alexander, <laughs> send him to the lab. You blew my mind at another point during our uh, event the other night. Thank you again to Bullspit Brewery. Yes. Delicious. Go Sass to their website, beer. visit them, buy their beer. Um, we were talking about, you've done documentaries about Bigfoot, now the new one about big cats. Um, and by the way, another shocking thing you just blew my mind with, with that, did you say Maine and New Hampshire are the two most forested areas yeah. in the country? Yeah. Man. We have that right in the back. No percentage, of, percentage of forests compared Incredible. to population density. Fantastic. Yeah, um, so, so then we were talking about Loch Ness because you've done a lot of work on a local Loch Ness, if you will, yes, sir. at Lake Champlain. So I was blown away by how significant that case was. We have talked about the Loch Ness Monster on this show. We talked about the kind of paranormal aspects of it with, yeah, with, uh, with Alexander Crawley possibly manifesting this thing. I just watched a special with uh, Spock uh, in search of, the new Spock. Oh, no way. Who knew in search of, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I definitely wanted to done a better job hosting that. <laughs> I think they should have rethought the Spock thing. You know, I mean, like he's Spock too, and Spock. Yeah, but yeah. no one gives a shit. <laughs> right. anyway, and, he's, and he's horrible. <laughs> oh, he's terrible. Um, excuse me, I shouldn't. He's say like that. half asleep he's on fine. that show. He's fine. Yeah, no, it's he's, like he doesn't care. No, he sucks. Nothing. He's very talented. He's very talented. He sucks. He clearly doesn't. He sucks, Matty Blake. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and we added that. Out um, but no, I certainly wouldn't have done a better job. But Alexander, the point is this. Uh, oh, they were saying it could be a sturgeon. They went through this whole thing, oh, it could be a sturgeon, which I've heard before. B but talk to us about, you said at one point, um, I, I said something like, is Champy like as big as Loch Ness? And you were like, oh, there's way more evidence. I'm like, what? T talk to us about what's going on in Lake Champlain. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hands down my favorite cryptid. Absolutely. I uh, mean, unabashedly, yeah. Bigfoot, everything else. It's very interesting, but Lake Champlain, uh, and I kind of talked a little bit about this, and I'll, I'll say it again. Loch Ness was something I was always interested in as a kid. It's all the way across the ocean, though, whereas yeah. we have Lake Champlain three hours from us right. as we yeah. sit here right now. And I didn't think about it <clears throat> too much until I started doing this documentary series in 2017 and really getting an appreciation for the area, the history, how it used to be part of the Champlain Sea. Uh, marine animals lived in this uh, essentially part of the sea before it was turned into the ocean, before actually the glaciers receded and it kind of turned into a freshwater lake. Mm -hmm. You have species of fish that exist in the lake that adapted from saltwater to freshwater. Wow. The landlocked salmon, the sea lampreys, possibly the smelt, some of the other species. It's a very biodiverse lake, and I think if there's any place where there's going to be a physical sort of lake monster myth that may be true, Lake Champlain would probably be it over even Loch Ness, which wow. I think has been under the public eye since the 1930s at sure. least. And we haven't really turned up with much. And it's not a very conducive environment biologically. 
when compared to Lake Champlain, which is, ask any fishermen. I mean, they'll say it's a world-class fishing in that lake. Mm. So there's an abundance of food supplies. How big is it approximately? Is it, is it huge? I've never uh, lake Champlain is 123 miles long, oh, wow, 13 yeah. miles uh, wide. It's yeah, okay. in the top 20 for largest lakes in America. Yeah, Loch Ness is only like a mile across. Yeah. Wow. And it's like 13, 20-something uh, miles long. Wow. Like that. So it's, it dwarfs it, basically. Now, wow. now, now, Loch Ness, just recently, they did some eDNA yeah. study, and yeah. it came back. They were looking for any kind of DNA that would show up, and what they kept on, I guess, coming up was eels. Yeah. Do you feel like that is a possible... I mean, for may- Champlain or no? Maybe, you know, a large eel could explain some portion of sightings, but when I mean, you've got head and neck sightings or on land sorts of yeah. things. But uh, with that eDNA study, I mean, it's it's kind of difficult to say what, what is or what isn't in a lake. Mm-hmm. You, you've had instances where seals and other animals have gotten into Loch Ness, but that DNA is not detected because they're not permanent residents. Right. Now, I don't want to speak too much about that theory. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know a whole lot about it, but... Most scientists discard immediately the Loch Ness uh, plesiosaur or kind of right. mystery creature theory and, and typically tend to say it's a biological being of some sort. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting some interference. Oh. oh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's difficult to say. I think a lot of people expected those results were going to happen that way. And the, the true diehard believers didn't really give it too much credence, if you want. Mm-hmm. But. That's why I say focus on Lake Champlain. I think huh. if you're going to turn something up, it's going to be there because that place is crazy. It's you, When you're there in the summertime, it's like a primordial environment. You can go from these sort of swamps that almost look like bayous to these magnificent cliffs and these caves that used to be underwater that are now above Ooh. ground. And I was just talking to one of the researchers, Scott Martis, who's been investigating it since the 1990s, and he says – the key is look into these caves. There may be bones of right, prehistoric yeah. ones in there. I mean, it's, it's tough to say. There's definitely got to be caves underwater because there's multiple above ground caves, above water caves. So, you know, what, what may be turned up there is very difficult to say because it's such a huge environment and you've got a handful of people looking for it as opposed to Bigfoot. You've got mm. thousands of people across the country, right. around very the world true. looking very for true. it. Very true. Lake Champlain, you've got maybe I can count the people that are actively researching it on one hand. Talk to me about some of the evidence uh, over the years on on whatever this creature might be in Lake Champlain. Yeah, what I think differentiates Lake Champlain from other lake monster stories, you know, there's plenty of photos of Loch Ness or Ogopogo or some of these other creatures, but Loch Ness, or Lake Champlain rather, there's supposedly a a echolocation, a number of echolocation sounds that were taken Mm. from within the lake, and echolocation is something that whales use, Mm. right? Beluga whales, other species of whale, it's like a communication method underwater kind of a clicking and popping sort of noise. And that was recorded on a freshwater lake. It's very interesting. You know, what would do that? There were whales that lived in Lake Champlain. Vermont State Fossil is a beluga whale. It was found in the 1840s, I believe, while they were digging a railroad bed there, like five miles from the lake. And this thing, carbon dating, they say, you know, 10, 11,000 years old, would have put it squarely in the time of the Champlain Sea, where there would have been paleo-Indians that probably were hunting the marine life Mm. there at the time. So. Uh, that's a very interesting piece of evidence. You have, of course, the, the Mansi photo is the, the kind of the gold standard. Mansi photo. David, can we call that up on, the, on our screen? The Mansi photo, Lake Na- Champlain. Yes, okay, 1977. It didn't break until uh, the early 1980s in the New York Times. It was kind of the cover. Okay. Uh, it was a lady named Sandra Mansi, who I had the fortune of being one of the last people to interview before she passed away oh, a couple oh, of years wow. ago. Uh, her family, they were out in the northern part of the lake, and they saw this thing kind of pop out of the water. And this photo has mm. never been... Uh, Proven to be fake. Ooh. 
That's the one. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, so it's it's held My up as basically goodness. the best That's late monster evidence. Right? I mean, world. it's that you, is you, huge. You clearly see a head. You see a yeah. neck. So it's 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 analogous to the now we know faked yeah. Nessie photo, right? right? I mean, it looks somewhat like it, except but, uh, for the fact that it hasn't been detail. disproven. Yeah. Look and at that. At the time, it was analyzed, I think, by Kodak because in this time it was digital. I mean, it was uh, everything was on film. It wasn't right. digital. So they said that this photo is authentic in the sense that there was no, no doctoring. There was no doctoring done. Yeah. To it exactly. So whatever was there was wow. actually there. Wow. So cool. So I don't. I, after speaking to Sandra, I don't believe that she had anything to do with pulling off a hoax. And maybe I mean, somebody hoaxed her. But right. At the same time, you know, in the documentary I did, I tried to showcase both sides and. Uh, a uh, gentleman, Benjamin Radford, kind of has talked about his analysis of it. And he believes it was possibly a sort of strangely shaped log that was propelled out of the water. Okay. You know, in the ent- in interest of kind of playing devil's advocate, I include all the information and just sort of try to be sure. unbiased, let people make up their own minds about this sort of stuff, hearing Sandra and then hearing the analysis. So um, I don't know what it is. I can't say what it is, but Amazing it's photo. definitely the most interesting piece of champ. Uh, it looks like a dinosaur. Uh, yeah. and it's, <laughs> it it's, really does. Yeah. Incredible. So it's, and it stood the test of time, essentially. Like I said, there, it's not been proven or disproven at this point. So it's We'll kinda... put the uh, image up if you're watching on Thank the Adore you. app. You'll see it. To me, it looks like a brontosaurus. I know. Yeah, yeah. Straight up dinosaur. Really totally. Does. With the little crowned head and everything. And a lot of people over the years have tried to find the exact location of it. Where this very, photo was. Yeah, it's yeah. been very difficult. The back, uh, There's been a couple times they believe they found it, but the background has changed a little bit. It was mm. a lot more rural back then. Now there's... I think there's camps and other stuff on the other side. It was Got one it. in the Lake Champlain has hundreds of little bays and inlets. Oh, yeah. Like, this looks like a little, yeah. They believe that, that it was uh, all St. Albans, Vermont would have been the closest location. That's where Sandra couldn't recall exactly where, but she said it was somewhere around that place. I remember so. staying uh, in Vermont at Lake Champlain when we were young, the whole family, we, uh, we got cabins and I remember seeing that sign champ. And I was like, Holy shit. There's a, a sea monster. <laughs> like I had <laughs> no awesome. idea. And that's, that's awesome. you know, it's it, it got me, Digging more into the stuff. It's and now are you gonna continue then to your do father research? Smacked you for saying shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of this is your your favorite. So, so I mean, yeah. So it always brings me back. I mean, I'm always up there whenever I get a chance to go up to Vermont, Lake Champlain. I'm there. That's awesome. I'm, I'm gonna hopefully write some sort of a guide, kind of check out all these. Different That's spots. a great idea. Great because idea. what happens is Whitehall, New York, which is famous for, for Bigfoot, Bigfoot yeah. is the southern tip of the lake, and some of the original sightings in the 1870s of Champ were documented extensively by the Whitehall Times. So the Champlain Canal goes right through downtown Whitehall. No kidding. That, that's where P.T. Barnum got involved and put up a bounty on Champ's head at that time period. There was a whole craze. And then the northern part of the lake is right into Canada. And you have history and sites throughout the whole place. And uh, naval battles were fought there during the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812. There were pirates on Lake Champlain at one point. A lot of so story. cool. So it's, it's a very historical body of water in terms of American history. But, you know, champ aside, there's right. so much human history on that lake. So when you put the champ element in, I think it makes for a really fun road you trip. you got to write a guide. Yeah, you say what. You've got to do that. That's awesome. Summer, summer 2020. Oh, yeah. There's going to be three more pirates on Lake Champlain. That's right. You're looking at <laughs> right I here. like it. We and should right do that. Here. That'd be amazing. And, our, uh, and, and the guy swabbing our poop deck right over there, <laughs> producer Dave. What else is new? Uh, Alexander Petikoff, you are fascinating, and I'm so glad you came into the studio. This is so Thank much better, you, and, and we can really hear from you. Uh, would you please come back? I, 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 you know, Absolutely. I just want him. He's in. Yeah. He's in. Well, we're going to do a little... 
we go out. We'll bring. We'll go. Alex's. He's been in Monsterland. I've yeah. known him for several yeah. years. So it'd be All awesome. Right. To bring him out. Alexander, you're fantastic. Where can people see your new documentary coming in 2020 about big cats? And where can people find you? Yeah, so best place to stay updated on everything is PetakovMedia.com. That's P-E-T-A-K-O-V Media.com. It's going to be out on DVD, Amazon, kind of Vimeo streaming online. So if you want to get the physical copy, stay tuned to the website, and all the updates will be on there. So that's the best place to find it. Alexander Petikoff, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to wrap up things here in just one minute. You hang on, monsters. Stay monstrous. Uh, another f***ing pickup. God damn it. Oh, shit, we're recording. Want to go deeper into the mystery? Get the book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs by Ronnie LeBlanc. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere fine books are sold. All right, we had a story about a New York Post article from the 17th of November. Navy UFO mystery deepens mm. amid disclosure that unknown individuals told officers to erase evidence. We will get into that next week. Love it, love it. Uh, because that's a whole another. It's, that's it's, a whole it's episode. Deep. It's yeah, deep. it is. That's a New York Post article, by the way. Uh, and and then uh, we also had a Contro Ropo, controversial Ronnie Post, which we're going to hang on until next week. Um, there'll be more. Trust me. Right. So let's wrap things up with some fun here. Let's play a game All we right. haven't played in a little bit. Uh, you get to play along at home. Is it real? Is it faked? What say you? Let's play another round of Fact or Falcon. Uh, luckily enough, our guest Alexander Petikoff is still in studio. Alexander, you can play <laughs> along now. Here's here's the game. If you don't know, uh, some time ago we had Mark D'Antonio. Mark D'Antonio, oh, who he knows. Good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> so m what happened was Ronnie and I, and forgive us monsters who are regular listeners of the show. Sometimes we have to reset this stuff because we have new listeners all the time. Like some fans of Alexander will listen for the first time because mm -hmm. he's on it. That's why I repeat myself all the time. It's not because I'm going senile. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, but Alexander, uh, we had him on, Mark, and we were very excited about a video, this UFO potential video. Yeah, we talked about that, the Utah oh, okay, one, yes, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and he basically said it was a falcon. Shot it down right away. He was, oh, he's yeah. like, it's a falcon. I'll tell you exactly what it is. He's good. He's good. It's a falcon, and here's why. And he went through all the thing, and Ronnie and I are both like, fine. We hate you, man. We hate you. <laughs> so we came up with this game, Fact or Falcon. Excellent. If If you think it's real, you can say fact. If you think it's... Either made up or not what people think it is, then it's Falcon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See it. Now this video is oh. You want me to? Call? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to call it. I was just thinking because of the it, audio, but they need to see it. Is it on your Facebook page? Yes. So go to Monsterland. Uh, edit, 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 yeah. edit, edit. Thank you. Yeah. Scroll down. Up or down? Do you know what? Uh, that uh, well, where you start at the top and go down. Yeah. Okay. Go down. It's about. Seven or eight down, probably. Keep going, keep going. Started doing getting closer. Yeah. Getting closer, getting closer. Boom. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. All right. So where do you fucking see? That? I have not seen. <laughs> that. So here we go. All right. Uh, okay. Edit back in. <clears throat> Hold on. Yeah. I, I, well, I'll read about it. Three. And a two. Edit back in. So this video comes from. <laughs> As I have the source, the Daily Stars. But, but, but wait. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Okay. <laughs> uh, some conspiracy theorists believe that footage recorded of Bigfoot or a dogman running in front of the camera capturing its jaw, fingernails, and muscle tone has stunned the Bigfoot community. Now, here's what we think happened before we play the audio and the video for these guys. The video was reportedly captured by a pair of school children. And it begins with them walking in the dark. Apparently, 
uh, they saw or someone saw a Bigfoot out behind or near their school earlier on in that day. In, cla- in fact, the boy claims to have seen a creature lurking near the school. So the kids Jesus. get together, grab a camera, and say, this will be fun. Oh, you know, just like what you and I do, Ronnie. This will be fun. And they go out squatching in the back of the school. And something runs at them, and you're going to hear their reaction. And I believe in this video, someone kind of narrates. I think that's the okay. only version I was able to find. Okay. But still, you'll be able to hear the kid's reaction. Wait till you see this. Dude, what is that? Oh no. Shh, shh, shh. What's the... Oh my gosh! Help! Oh my gosh! So basically, the story goes, Light Road 12, the owner of the channel, saw a Bigfoot figure in the trees near his school. So the plan was to go back with a camera and try and film it. Sorry for all the talking here, but these things need to be said for the purpose of making this video. Wow. If I just showed you the clip without any background story or information on the clip, the majority of viewers are going to call hoax. And yes, it may still be a hoax, but I believe there could be something to this. You can see the movement of the jaw, the fingernails, the muscle tone under the fur, the fur reflecting off of the camera light, and after scouting out his other uploads on the channel, I Creepy. believe he's capable Do of they slow it down at all? Somebody, somebody's got to be like an analysis video yeah. already. That's yeah. what worried me about is it. cry for help. He even shouts out the word help, and you can feel the real fear emanating from his lungs. He, he does, he doesn't seem. It looks a little CGI-ish to me, and that, but if you don't believe this, explain why. Point out the flaws in the video. What did this slow screen miss? I don't know about this one, but I have a gut feeling this video is the real deal, and I wanted to show it in case it is. And if it is, you just witnessed a close-up encounter. Wow. With yeah. It looks like an ape. Bigfoot-type creature. Like a, an ape. Um, hmm. he's David, right, we, He's right about the reaction of the kid. That's oh, what I want to hear. Yes. Can we, can we play like, one more time and concentrate on the kid's reaction? Like because it, I know my kids, when they're terrified, and that's 100%. what I just, I was like, what the? Now, that's what I'm saying the video is so good, because if it was faked, uh, I don't think the kid was in on it. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's either they, they punked the kid right. or it's yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Someone went out there with a, with a costume on because they knew the kid was coming out. So just let's do it again. Listen to the kid's reaction. You tell us. And what you see is something run at him. It's very quick. Um, I'm and sure there's going to be an analysis video on YouTube, probably multiple Thinker, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so, <laughs> yeah. because I really want to know more about this, because it's it, it's too good to be true it, in it a way. Does look, you see the it, whole body. It does. You can see the face, too. It looks like an ape's face yes, in the mouth. What is that? Of, you know. So fast. What's the... Oh, my... Oh, the video. Oh. Uh, Terrified. We'll, we'll, we'll go back. Yeah, we'll no, clean I'll clean this up. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. I don't know what Yeah, sometimes the videos get weird on these stupid London Yeah, sites. these. these. <laughs> it's all so many ads. Trying to get money off us. What's the... Oh, my gosh! Wow. Help! Oh, my gosh! So, basically, the story goes... Help. Damn. Yeah, just damn. Damn. It, it kind of runs under those big arms, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. It looks like an escaped ape from the zoo or something. It, it doesn't move quick, like a human. It's like doesn't. a it bluff charge, you know. That's something that's reported in a lot of Bigfoot settings. The bluff charge, it's like a fake charge. Right. So gorillas do. That's what it yes. Like. Yes. It, you know, they're not, they're not trying the, to kill there's you. A free, there's a free yeah. frame. It's, it's creepy. You see I mean, teeth. What do you, all right, so I'm going to say... It's so hard to say I'm going to say fact. 
on this one? I'm going to right now, at the risk of, 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 of making a fool of myself, I'm going to say fact two because I just, I, it's so good. I'm going to go with Falcon. <laughs> oh, of course he is. He's friends with Mark. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I think with these types of videos where it's oh, almost too good to be true. Yeah. Especially like, with kids, right? You kind of yeah. go, all right, everyone's trying to become a YouTube star. They're yeah. trying to make something. And it's I like it. It's scary. It's I mean, I, it's, fun. Blair, it's Blair Witch-esque. It's very, yes. much, very much so, but that's just tough to say. Yeah. As a and filmmaker, you, you would say this is obviously set up staged. I mean, I... I would like to have more background information first yeah. that I could say, you know, get the, maybe even have people. I'm like a nerd, so I want to go in there and have do the measurements, see how <laughs> yeah. far away from the camera this was. We're going to do it, you know, like yeah. they do it on TV. So that's smart. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I, I think in the end, it probably would end up being Falcon. So, all right. Well, you guys go investigate that. I'm going grouse hunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Alexander Petikoff. You're fantastic. Can't wait thank to you, have brother. you back in again. Um, you know how to do it, monsters. We love you. We thank you. Please, you're all we got. Share it. Share it. Share the podcast. If you're a first-time listener because of our guest, Alexander Petikoff, please share. Tell a friend. If you're into the paranormal, the spooky, or just want to laugh, let them know about Monsterland on the mighty pod 617. We are at... Monsterland Pod for our guest Alexander Petikoff, my good friend Ronnie LeBlanc, soon to be on Travel Channel, <laughs> discovering a creature just like that, possibly. <laughs> and producer Dave, I'm Maddie Blake, reminding you, monsters, stay monstrous. A good song. It's kind of a good song. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland Podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Monsterland Pod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. You're still here? It's over. Go home. No, actually, don't go home. Hang on for a minute, because if you happen to stick around this long till the end of this podcast episode, you're in for a treat. The first ever Monsterland Easter egg blooper. And what I mean by that, oh, by the way, this is producer Dave, and Ronnie and Maddie don't even know that I'm doing this. <laughs> what you're about to hear is a brief segment that was removed from this episode of Monsterland because it was a screw-up. But I'm going to include it here because some comedy ensues after Maddie tries to introduce the Ronnie report. I, producer, not ready for the cue, and so we start laughing, and it kind of disintegrates from there. Hilarity ensues and everyone has a nice time. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time in Monsterland. Let's start things off as we always do. <laughs> we are well in the scene. It would be, yeah, yeah be the, you know, the game that's sweeping the nation, David.
you'd said that, I would have gotten it. Oh, sorry. Well, I say that about every one of our benchmarks. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves this segment. Do we, do we always start with the Ronnie report? Uh, well, last right. couple, it's our new thing. Although, well, the last couple of weeks we had kind of these emergency yeah. kind of episodes that weren't, you know, uh, subservient to our normal flow. <laughs> do, do <you> do? <laughs> Why did I make that sound dirty? Medication oh you can uh, have for that. I am rolling on this, but um, Good. Do, do you know how many the, like old sound stings I have here that uh, they're piling up like That's so fantastic. many cigarette butts. Yes. That's the mark of a good show. Know, you've, got, you've got more benchmarks than you can possibly okay. use. I'm actually ready this time. Ah, so all right. uh, uh, Let me try again. <laughs> Take two. Let's, oh, I just spit all over the flowers. <laughs> so I watered them. <laughs> Alexander, you understand, right? Like when you shoot a documentary, you want more footage than you could possibly use. Oh, yeah. You're going to cut half of it out, but still just get as much as you possibly can. Bingo. Yes. Just like me with the ladies. I want choices. <laughs> I want more than I know what to do with. Sweet. Alexander's wishing he didn't come in the studio. <laughs>